Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 12th of February. It is a Friday, and it's pretty darn cold in the morning here. I think it was supposed to, like, drizzle last night. We didn't really get a rain. I'm always on the rain lookout, but I'm just not that lucky in Southern California. So today, we have questions. And I have a question, and as you're hearing this question, Tell me how many of you have really felt this one. Nadia, I have a question for Friday. Do we have to seek out love? Meaning, if we want to be in a loving relationship, do we have to actively be, or do we have to be actively seeking via online services or scanning the scene? LOL. I've mentioned to God that I want to be true and I don't want to be, excuse me, with someone just for the company. Is it enough to live your life in work, family, and friends to hopefully find someone that sparks your interests? Much love your way. So I think all of us have been in some part of this question, if not now, at some point in our lives. Because meeting people Meeting a person you will bring into your life has got to be one of the trickiest things we ever do because we commit super fast to a new situation because what we want from that situation, what we feel towards that situation opens us up like throws the door wide open. And sometimes we're not sure if we should be doing that yet or not, but we feel like if we don't just jump in with both feet, nothing will work out. So how does that relate to the finding someone stage? Well, all I talked about up until now was just a reaction. We meet someone and then the door flings wide open, we give everything, And then two weeks later, either they or you may be wondering what you're doing there. The reason that is true is because of what happens while you're looking 
or at least open to meeting someone. And it feels kind of weird, right, to openly be looking for someone. It's like almost feels too deliberate, and love shouldn't happen that way. Love should just, you know, hit us like a lightning bolt, and then we know, and then it does the work for us. But we were sold that. We were sold that. So how did I or any of us end up finding the people that work best for us and that we work best with and for? And the way to do that at the very beginning is to take a good, cold, hard look at yourself And ask yourself, what kind of person would best fit in my life according to who I am today? That look at yourself, like things like, I don't like to go clubbing. Well, right now with COVID, nobody does, but that's been an issue in a lot of relationships, especially younger ones, where one of them likes to go out and one of them doesn't at night. How much do I drink? How much do I work? How much do I play? How do I feel about housework? Does it make me mad if I'm picking up after someone? What kind of person would be perfect, in quotes, For me, someone who's tolerable, maybe you're a little messy, you know, someone who tolerates a little bit of comfort living, Um, how do they eat? Well, they pay attention to what they eat because that way you only have one set of food in the house and not two eventually. I am dedicated to my work. I don't feel I make enough for two people, so I need somebody who can contribute And really detail in your mind tolerance for things that you feel. Not that what you want yet, but that you feel. And then ask yourself, what kind of person, what kind of soul would you be able to work best with knowing what you know about yourself? Because a lot of people, they think, well, you know, I'm going to meet someone and I'll just tell them how I am. And these are hard tells, no no flexibility. This is, this is what you're getting and you feel great that they're telling you what you're getting. But you have to ask yourself if what you're getting is something you could do. So all of this so far is just a conversation in your head. What if on the first time meeting someone, will I do? Well, I'll listen. So now that you've done that, now you haven't met anyone yet and you don't even know where to begin looking, now that you know you need someone who's actually kind, not kind in front of others, kind to you, someone who's calm, someone who's content, whatever it is you are looking for, someone who's not embroiled in their past and you have to make it up for them in their future and then now you're working 
to heal someone who hasn't healed yet before meeting you. So how are you going to do it? Because no one's realized it's their job yet. So all this is swirling around in our heads. But then we meet someone and then we say, well, I could take this and I could do that. No, I'm, I'm okay here. But the reason it's so important to go through that exercise of who are you and what would the perfect person for you be like? What are your hard first three no's? Like I know someone who, smoker, is off. Not because they like or don't like smoking, but because they have asthma. And they don't want to be fighting that all the time. And they fought it with their parents, and it goes on and on. But either way, that was one of their hard no's. And it was health-related. And then it went on, you know, someone who's easygoing, someone who likes to watch movies and cuddle up in a couch. Because in the beginning, those are things we actually care about once we take care of the main things. But over time, it may or may not be something you care about. So take a look at who you were in other relationships and where you felt yourself shift out of the relationship. What happened in that relationship that caused your brain, your heart, your mind to say, wow, that is a lot of baggage. I kind of knew it going in, but whoa, And you start shifting away. What caused you to do that? And you need to be super honest right now. Because the only way you are going to find anyone, no matter what method you use, is by understanding what you yourself are looking for. Because then when you see it, you will have recognition. Like, oh, my God. And they'll just be talking to you, and and it'll just be like, oh, this is who they are. That will fit with who I am. And you start to feel that fit. Sometimes you meet people, and you just know you fit. And it's a super surprise because it isn't that lightning strike of love that we expect. It's actually a slow burner that just grows stronger and stronger every day, rather than a love bomb in the beginning, and then it's less and less every day because nothing can match that love bombing that you've experienced with them, not even them. It's just unusual that the right person just walks up to us. That's pretty too easy. But if you say, I'm looking for someone, I'm ready to share my life with another person, you can look online. Some people meet and they do great online and they are even shy about telling you that that's how they met because it almost like feels unnatural to have to seek it out. But you get to know people. After a while, you get to see those patterns that take months to figure out. So online is, you know, an avenue. It works. But seek places that really ask you questions about who you are 
that filter through, that don't just let anybody on. I know um, there's some of them that are either religious-based or something like that, but they put you through a lot of filters before you can be on that site. It may cost a little more on that site, but you want the people that you are interacting with to have been filtered or asked questions to see if there's mental consistency. There's a site called eHarmony, which I weirdly happen to know the people who started that site because their son played baseball with my son. Um, and they ask you a lot of questions. And, and they ask you those questions to make sure there is a personality consistency in the person, that they don't have revenge or, you know, they don't want to get you back and they're not rebellious and all of these kinds of things that end up eroding a relationship. So that is one way. Scanning the scene, well, that's every day, right? We don't get to go out as much, and even if we do, we don't really see that many people right now because, you know, I go out quite a bit. I, you know, drive around, I, I go to my daughter's, I come back, um, I shop, I do all of that. As far as COVID goes, I feel like I'm going out quite a bit. But um, I don't see many people. And every town I go to, it's a question mark of whether or not, you know, you could even get a lunch or there's outdoor dining in that town or whatever it is that we may or may not have. It's not like it's easy right now to run into anyone but it is enough to live your life in your work, family, and friends. And it's not that it, you know, the kicker to hopefully find someone that sparks your interest, but you, you probably will. Right now, it is hard. When COVID started, the online dating sites just went through the roof, like just, and people, you know, Skype, well, they don't really Skype anymore, but FaceTimed and found different ways, Zoomed and all of that to talk to each other. And they got to know each other, and then they eventually wanted to meet each other, and then, you know, they either dated. But it also broke up a lot of relationships that probably knew they were going to but put them on the fast track to out the door because there was a lot more different than there was in common. And you really find that out when you're with someone for an extended period of time. So a lot of times you just will meet the right people when you yourself understand what you're looking for so that you have recognition of who's right and who isn't. A lot of times we go on physical attraction in the beginning and feel like we can deal with the rest. People who don't know someone easily think they can fall in love with a picture of someone, let alone, you know, knowing who they are. But even just their picture, they figured I'd do anything for that, whatever that is. But they don't know the person. A lot of times when you get to know the person, you're like, oh, my God, they're real, because you fell in love with an image. And that's the one hard thing about dating online. You have to remind yourself that you are looking for common ground because the physical looks of anyone you know 
Their kindness will make them more beautiful over time. And their maybe lack of awareness that another person has feelings will make them less attractive over time to the point where they could be the most great-looking person in the world and you don't want any part of them. So know yourself and you will recognize a partner. And I think one of the hardest things to deal with when we are ready for another person, I would rather use ready than looking, did a um, interview, I don't know now, maybe five years ago with the current at the time, Miss California, and she was the one interviewing me on a TV show. And before the interview started, we were sitting in our chairs, and I met her mother who came with her. Even though she was an adult, they, you know, her mom manages her, so they were together. And before the show started, I was asking her how she was doing. I was like, you know, hey, how are you? And, and I mean, just not even like, hey, how are you doing, but how are you doing? And she just immediately, when she knew why I was there, said, I'm looking for love. My boyfriend just broke up with me because I've been too busy lately. And I said, well, at least you know that that's something that you need is someone who can handle busy. And he obviously can't. And then the show started. After the show, I just told her, be you, and you'll find you in a way someone that you can be with. But take your time. Don't try to force it. Don't try to make someone work because you're trying to fill that slot, like I'm looking for love. But be the love you are. And it it will, in a really weird way, just sneak up on you. Look online. See what how people describe themselves. Go back and look again and go back and look again. For a while, just keep looking so that you can see people's behavior. Because at first, they're going to you know, do their best ad of who they are. Their best picture, which may not look like them today. I think people are trying to be a lot more honest now because we've all been surprised one way or another by meeting people that pictures we fell in love with. So there's a lot to really understand and then you'll know who sparks your interest like hey they love doing this too hey they're doing this profession as well we're in the same background do you want someone that is or don't you how do you feel about your time how much time do you want to spend with someone that you just met or are you the kind that when you meet someone you'll spend days and days and days talking in the beginning and it just naturally goes into an exclusive relationship. Are you looking for an exclusive relationship? Would you be willing to get married or not? Because some people are looking to get married. And if you're not, you don't want to be with someone who's looking for marriage because now there's going to be a pressure on you to do so. And you don't want it on your own. And maybe the other person may make you want it and you'll be like, yeah, that sounds great. So the best way to recognize 
from the people you meet or see is to know what you're looking for to recognize. We think we may say, well, I just want the person to be kind or I just want the person to be nice. But what that person's interests are are going to be what you end up getting to know them through. Because when we're not with someone, we can easily idealize what that person would be like. Oh, we'd be doing this together. Oh, we'd be doing that together. But you don't know that. They may not like to run errands with you or run errands with anybody. They may like a lot of alone time, and that might feel weird to you. Like cooking together, they may not. They may like cooking together, you may not. Really think about who you are so that your energy can give out a right description of you to the world that you live in. You don't have to appear perfect to the world. You just have to know who you are. I always say the better we can represent ourselves, the better the decisions that we can make. And it really does start with you and and literally write down, based on what I know about myself, who would be the best kind of person for me? And then if you meet them and you feel that emotional attraction or you work with them and you realize that this person is really, really someone like, you you know, the person you're looking for barks up, you start to see them as more physically attractive. Sometimes when all you see is the physical, the mental part really does come as a huge surprise because you've ignored it. So I see there's a question from Ali, and it says, if there is respect and truth, then love has an easy path. The big if, right? People can be respectful easily in the beginning. They're on their best. But the truth part is up to you to gauge. Because you don't know what's true and what isn't yet. They can tell you anything they want. Their version of their past relationships, their relationship with their family, how they feel about their brothers and sisters. If you get a list of complaints, ask yourself if you want someone who pulls that out because you will be one of those complaints. Or... If they're telling you that, hey, you know what, my parents are great or my parents are doing well and, you know, they just leave it there. They, they don't need to, you know, try to self-heal by sharing that problem and, and create a situation on a first or second or third date even that you don't know what's true and what isn't. Because when something isn't true and we walk away, even when we want to believe it, we don't settle. And we, in the beginning of relationships, want to prove ourselves wrong and we just keep going. But respect and truth are felt. If you feel those, you should see the person again and get to know them more. And 
don't forget that dating isn't about, well, I found someone and and now I'm done and it's like a week and, okay, we're just going to see each other. But dating is designed for you to get to know someone and make that decision. I'm going to say that one more time. It's an opportunity for you to meet someone and make that decision. Don't make the decision before you know them. That's why I always say the faster you sleep with someone, the faster you're going to lose that relationship. And I don't mean hold out forever, but I'm saying that give yourself a chance to know who you are exchanging energy with. Because that comes loaded with a ton of expectation, especially for women. Why didn't he call? We had such a great time. So Ali writes, it takes years, sometimes more years than less. Patience. Well, that's what you want. You want to be with someone that you grow and get to know even more and more over the years. But the basics of that person's mental makeup is what you are going to live with every single day. So going back to how to meet someone, that's the the joker in the deck. We just don't know. But if we know what we're looking for, we have a better chance of recognizing it when we're there. And all the ways you've mentioned are ways people meet. The most common way that people meet, though, that being said, is through friends. Someone knowing someone who happens to be available knows the two of you and feels like, the two of you would be great if you met each other. Just so you know, it is friends. It's not even family. Family can have a hand in things, but sometimes they're just so desperate to fill a slot that they will be like, yeah, you know, they do this, but you'll be okay. You'll be fine. But friends don't have anything invested other than seeing two people who may not have met other than meeting through them. And that is the biggest way people meet, that stay together. I'm one for one. I introduced a couple to each other, and they got engaged a month later, and now they've been married for 25 years. I think it's so cool. But I knew. I knew that if those two met, the worst-case scenario, they would be good friends. And they they knew, too. They knew that night. So it's very, very cool. And Ali writes, there are great actors out there, too, deserve more Oscars than the screen actors. But that's that's when you meet the narcissistic personality. That's their best show is in the beginning. That's why I say in the beginning, someone who chameleonizes into who you are. I do that, too. I love that, too. And then later you're in the relationship and you're like, they said they love that. Nothing has happened. What just happened? Where did they go? I've been in that situation before. But the person that they're auditioning for is themselves. You're just like an appendage. And you'll know. It takes seven encounters 
with a narcissistic personality to know they are narcissistic. So when I say wait, I mean wait. Because the love bombing that happens with a narcissist is unmatched. In dating situations, I don't know if any of you remember when they would do that speed dating thing where a bunch of people would go to like a coffee shop or something and they would have that speed dating night and you'd hop from table to table and you had five minutes to ask someone questions. The narcissistic personalities were always chosen first. Because they were going to take care of how they looked. They were going to make sure they presented well. They were going to just say what they learned to say that make people feel comfortable. But they were also the first to be let go. So they become regulars at these things. So you don't want someone who says, oh, I've been here 10 times. You're like, well, what happened? Instead of, wow, he's been here a lot. He knows what's going on difference so know yourself so you will recognize someone else for who they are and you have the best chance of not just meeting someone but staying there and growing with another soul in your life and you sound ready so just allow yourself to ask yourself questions take your own inventory and go from there You guys, I love you guys. I can't believe it's over. We have a weekend coming up. Enjoy it. And I'll see you on Monday morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.